You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's ep- today's episode, we we'll take a look back. The Washington football team Philadelphia Eagles game from a rare Tuesday night. The team is on a two-game losing streak, needing to win out to get into the playoffs. The team played its best with his back against the wall, so I think they'll have to fight like hell the rest of the way. Also, look ahead to the Washington football team Cowboys game this upcoming weekend. The team will look for revenge after the loss to Dallas just two weeks ago. With the win this weekend, they will be back in contention, but a loss could be a final nail in the coffin. And lastly, I'll look at some waiver wire pickups and matchup base starts for your fantasy football playoffs. A lot to get to in this edition, so here we go. Looking back at the Eagles game, I'm not going to get super deep into this one because the team fought as well as they could under all the you know circumstances. You know, they basically set up for failure from the start. Um, and, you know, that's just kind of the way the cards were dealt to them, especially with this COVID situation. But again, they they, they fought uh, to the best of their abilities, in my opinion. Started off well, obviously, with Landon Collins' interception that would have been a walk-in touchdown if the ref didn't blow the whistle. Uh, luckily, Washington still scored a touchdown on the ensuing drive. With great play by Landon there. Um, then you obviously had the sack fumble for Montez Sweat. Great play by Montez, showing you know what this team has missed the last you know month plus without him. Had a great rush and went went for the ball on Jalen Hurts. Um, and showed his athleticism to you know keep, get up to Jalen Hurts and make that play. Um, and that was a great play for Landon to return it. You know, 30, 40 yards, set up for another big play. Um, the Terry McLaurin deep pass ensued after that, and unfortunately they got a field goal, but still were to get a 10 point lead before you know Philly could even really get their bearings. Um, but overall, the defense was dominated. You know, the Philly offense had whatever they want, mostly on the ground. Um, the run game won the game for this. You know, for Philly. Um, Glad to see the team then use an excuse, um, you know, based off from John and Allen and Ron Rivera's comments, among, among others. Uh, but COVID and injuries obviously uh, led to the attrition to this defense getting gashed the way they did. Um, they were gassed, shorthanded, and that's not to mention Landon Collins and William Jackson going down and missing, you know, basically half of the game, both of them respectively. So that was another huge loss. He had, you know, nothing really backups in the secondary uh, between Dale Roberts. Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson been playing more of late, so he wasn't too out of place there. And then you had Jeremy Reeves, um, and uh, it, it was just unfortunately a lot of guys that aren't used to playing out there. Really, a preseason roster um, for what Philly was going against, but Washington did the best they could and held in and still kept it a close game even into the fourth quarter, halfway through the fourth quarter. And again, they fought. You know, Jonathan Allen definitely was you know uh, tired throughout the game, but that was a hell of a sack he had to basically take the guard into Jalen Hurts and still would able to get Hurts down with one arm. Sweat sack, like I said, was nice, um, like I already mentioned. Uh, Jamin Davis, I thought, made a few plays, um, was quick to the ball. Um, they're going to need more of that, especially if Holcomb is out this week with COVID. Um, that Lana was great again in his, you know, half of football. I think he played one possession, but he clearly was on himself, so I had to set out the rest of the game. Um, but again, he's all around. He always around the ball, had seven tackles, I think, before halftime, so... You know, he's been a really, really vital part of this team second half of the year. I'm really impressed with Jeremy Reeves. Small guy out there, but I love the way he plays deep middle. That that he, that near interception on Dallas got, got her. I think he just missed time to jump. 
um, and he would easily get the interception that could really change the tide of the game. But I thought Reeves was all over the place. Um, he put a nice hit on one of their tight ends that, and actually hurt him going low on his knee, but it was a great clean hit by Jeremy Reeves. Um, I really have no problem with him out there, um, especially the short hands they were. But you know he could be, he should be on the roster. He should be in the practice squad. He, he's definitely an NFL football player. Um, but clearly missed Cam Curl, especially when it comes to cover, covering Dallas Goddard. That would have Cam Curl's main assignment. And he would have done a good job. And obviously uh, missing Kendall Fuller opposite of William Jackson would have been great to have him. And obviously it was even more evident once William Jackson went out. So hopefully Kendall can go back this Sunday. But you know this team misses you know two of those two of their better secondary players and their best secondary players. So they needed him out there. Um, Gary Gilbert, you know he did the best he could. Again, not going to go too deep in him. You know such a such a tall task coming in on Thursday, or really Friday morning. And having to start on Tuesday, I mean, he had good arm strength, and you definitely saw that he made some nice throws from the pocket, and even when his feet weren't completely set, and ball got there. So, uh, you know, again, did the best he could. You know, he, he kept his team in it as much as he could. He wasn't going to win the game for them. He just needed to keep them afloat, and that's what he did for the most part. Thus, got Turner's play calling could have been a little better. Um, obviously, you know, going to give him some slack here just because he was calling plays for a quarterback that's been in the building for three days. Um, but I, I think he's getting a little more predictable. No third and ones, the fourth and ones is really just inside zones. Gibson every time and defense has caught on to that and really done a better job of you know stuffing those short yardage plays. So I really like to see him a little more creativity. And that's what he did on that uh, third and one whatever was a setup touchdown from John Bates. That was a nice, you know, rollout. Um, and Bates was wide open. It was a good throw by Gilbert. So I'd love to see more of that going forward. Um, they need Antonio Gibson to step up more, but obviously the toe was a big part of that. He didn't practice on Thursday, this Thursday. Uh, at the time of this recording, that's huge. The team needs him. Uh, as much as the team has injuries between Logan Thomas, J.D. McKinnon's on IR now, and Curtis Samuel's been out basically all year, they really can't afford to have him out. Um, but hopefully Gibson can step up when he needs, when he gets another opportunity. Um, Terry needs to get the ball more. That was a hell of a catch in that first first quarter play, 46 yards. Good throw by Gilbert. Would, would like to see him put it out a little more for Terry to get under and run for a touchdown, but wasn't the case. Obviously, the timing is a big part of that with Gilbert only being in the building in a couple of days. But again, they need to get Terry the ball. I don't care if he's getting doubled or tripled. You know, guys like Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, they're all getting doubled and tripled and they're Cooper Cup and they're, they're, they're getting the ball. So they need to do the same way for Terry. I like the way Humphreys played, just sure-handed, always there. And when you need him, uh, Ricky Sales Jones and John Bates uh, game were pretty solid overall in the run game and obviously making a few catches as well. O-line was good. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of keeping Gilbert clean for the most part. I thought Zadie Charles was, you know, good, you know, solid, you know, playing for share, especially on a short notice. Um, minus that horrible penalty he had on a crackback block that DeAndre Carter would have had a 30 yards on reverse. Um, for run play, Lucky Washington still scored a touchdown on that drive. That drive was when they had the big play from John Bates at third and one. Overall, Philly did what they were supposed to do. You know, they took advantage of a wounded team, um, got the win. Um, but I really think this would have been a different outcome if the team was healthy. Uh, I think Philly, Washington, I like Washington's chance against Philly in two weeks, especially if they have everyone back, because I think they're better than Philly, to be honest. Um, and Philly, again, they did what they were supposed to do to beat a wounded team as much as they complained about it. Um, they still got the win, so um, good for them. Like I said, they did what they were supposed to do, and they moved on and put themselves in a better position in the playoff race for it. Moving on to the Dallas game. Uh, Dallas, again, will be a tough matchup. You know, 10-4 team coming off two straight wins against Washington and the Giants, um, especially with the short week coming up for Washington playing on Tuesday night. But they can handle it. Um, they're not going to make excuses like they, much like they didn't do this past Tuesday night, um, especially with the season line. This team's going to come out, I fully believe, hair on fire, do whatever they can to um, get a win because they need it. They need it in the worst possible way because we're, we're going to be talking about the draft here if they don't get this win on Sunday night. 
Um, offensive deck is struggling. Uh, I think that's been evident against Dow against Washington two weeks ago. Even the Giants, they were okay. Wasn't anything special. Um, the defense has been carrying them of late, and that's why they you know won two in a row. Um, they need to contain. The big three wide receivers again, like they did two weeks ago. All of them, I think, had uh, 50 yards or less, which means um, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper, all great receivers. Um, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper are number ones in this league. Michael Gallup's really good number two. Um, C.D. Lamb's my favorite receiver coming out of the 2020 class. I had that, you know, on the last preview podcast for the Cowboys. He's a beast. Again, he's 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 a demon after the catch. So really got to limit his opportunities there. Got Cedric Wilson as well as a really good number four receiver for Cowboys. He's going to move on in free agency this offseason, pick up somewhere and have you know semi nice payday. Um, got to take an eye out for Dalton Schultz too. He's been a number you know solid tight end for them really for the last two years now. Um, Dak has been off. I think it was evident again against Dallas two, against Washington two weeks ago. Team needs to bring the heat. He's been frazzled with uh, teams bringing the blitz, um, or at least when they at least had pressure. So if the Montez and Jonathan Allen, Ionitis, uh, Jason Williams, if he's back, get home and uh, make some plays on him uh, and capitalize on opportunities. Dak has put the ball in harm's way. This team needs to capitalize it. They had two interceptions against him last time. They could have had four. Jamin Davis dropped one. So did Kendall Fuller. So if they get an opportunity like that again, this Washington defense has to take advantage of it. Um, and they can contain this offense the way they've been playing recently. I have no doubt about that. Obviously, Washington is coming off a poor performance last Tuesday, but um, that was more indicative of the attrition that was, you know, coming through injuries and COVID-related. Um, obviously, Zeke and Pollard are two really good running backs. Um, Pollard still is limited with that plantar fasciitis injury, and he did not play against Washington two weeks ago. He did play this past week against the Giants. Um, he's going to get some more looks for them. Um, again, he's more explosive running back than Zeke is at this point of his career, so they got to keep an eye on him. Have to save like like I said two weeks ago. They have to stabilize the run and make Dak beat you. Dak hasn't been able to really do that the last couple weeks or really last month or two, and they have to make them one dimensional. They could take Zeke and Pollard out of the game. I think Washington have a much better chance of victory. The line uh, says last time too isn't what it used to be. Um, Zach Martin can I think be you know taken advantage of by John Allen and Ron Payne. Tyron Smith he's not going to play again. Um, let's see if Terrence, Terrence Steele or Inseki a left tackle the former Washington player. Uh, I think Montez Sweat can have a good day against either one or even Lyle Collins on the right side as well. So um, I think this team can get can really pressure Dak and make it uncomfortable. I think they could do it against this O-line because they have been struggling as of late. Having Montez this time will be a huge, huge boon. It would have been great to have him two weeks ago against Dallas, but going against Terrence Steele or Inseki or Lyle Collins, Montez is going to make some plays. I have no doubt about that, especially as he has another week of practice under his belt and another you know week plus away from COVID and the jaw injury. Jamie Davis is going to need to step up, especially if Cole Holcomb is out. Looks like Jamin Davis or David Mayo, who came off COVID, will be calling plays this week if Holcomb is indeed out. That will be a huge loss. Holcomb is at a pretty solid year for the most part. I mean, replacing him in such a tough game is going to be unfortunate for this team to overcome. Uh, and the secondary players have, you know, they have Cam Curl and Kendall Fuller back. That will be huge, especially going against those great receivers. Um, looks like they both have a shot to come back, is what the reporters are saying, and as Ron has said as well. Have to eliminate the big plays. Um, much like they did two weeks ago. Um, hopefully, William Jackson III and uh, Landon Collins will be good to go. That will be a huge, huge plus for them. Huge loss if they're not. Um, they both did not practice Thursday. Landon Collins is playing the best football of the Washington career this year, at least the last five or six weeks. They really need him back. If not, you're going to see more DeShazer ever, Jeremy Reeves. And if William Jackson out, you're going to see a lot more Danny Johnson out there or Daryl Roberts. Um, probably Daryl Roberts and Danny Johnson will stay in the slot. So, um, it's not ideal going against those Cowboys receivers, so hopefully uh, you get William Jackson back out there. 
And of course, Lane as well, playing that Buffalo nickel role. The Cowboys' defense has been on, been on a roll. Um, their front seven, uh, especially since they got that front seven back, mostly intact. You know, coming Lawrence back from injury, Gregory back. Um, those guys have been great. Um, they've been huge for the defensive line. The way they played the last couple of weeks, Gregory's been uh, made himself some money. He's gonna be free since offseason. Lawrence uh, finally healthy after missing two plus months of that foot injury. Um, they have good interior with Osa. Ogadazua um, at a UCLA is a good, you know, good defense tackle they had in the second. I think it was the second or third round this past draft. Um, he's been a good rookie for them. Um, much like two weeks ago, and much like they need to get back to that four-game winning streak, they have to establish the run and keep that game plan going. Uh, you got to keep Taylor's attempts to 25 to 30. It's great, great that Taylor's coming back. This team needs him in the worst way, um, especially after Gary Goble played. And Taylor at least gives them a shot to win, especially just the way you know he has a knack for making big plays. Um, in situations, they'll need some big plays out of him to have this upset win. Uh, obviously, they're needing Tony Gibson out out there. He did not practice on Thursday with that toe injury, much similar to what he had last year, which really caused him to miss, I think, two games, but he never was really the same the rest of the season. Um, so hopefully they get that surgery on it this year because clearly it's still a problem for him. They will need him out there. If not, Jared Patterson Patterson's going to have to step up in the worst way. They also have Jonathan Williams on the roster who's had a few made a few plays against Dallas two weeks ago. Um, but this team is just so depleted with injuries. They really need Gibson out there. But I think Patterson can still um, keep the game plan going. He can get 20, you know, maybe not 20, 10 to 15 carries and you know, maybe get Williams sprinkled in there as well. But Patterson um, definitely was able to handle that load in college, but this isn't college anymore going against Mac action, which he was usually dealing with at Buffalo. But Really, obviously, it'd be huge to have Gibson back out there. Um, I think it goes out saying that Michael Parsons is a beast. He's going to be the rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and he's going to get some defensive player of the year's votes. He was the reason the game plan was dismantled two weeks ago. He kind of just blew up any plans Washington had and really took a lead. Big part of that lead getting to 24 and I think, was Michael Parsons. He's a stud. He's going to line up everywhere. They have to account for him. Um, Hopefully Cosby being back will be a huge boon because Cosby is a much more athletic right tackle than Cornelius Lucas. Then a guy that maybe can have a better chance of sticking it with him. Um, I said it last time, but they didn't do it. They really need to attack Anthony Brown. He's a guy that's been vulnerable and struggles with the ball in the air. He kind of looks lost out there. A lot of PI penalties against him. They really need to attack him, whether it's Cam Sims back out there. Curtis Samuel got a limited practice in on Thursday, so hopefully he can get some you know reps out there as well. Uh, I think Diggs can be had. He did a really good job against Terry. I'm not taking anything away from him. Last time, but again, they still have to go after him because Terry needs the ball no matter what. Don't really care who's on him. Um, Diggs, like I said, he hunts for, hunts for the ball too much. His eyes can be in the wrong place a lot, but he has a skill set and the ball skills to make up for it. So um, if we can, you know, get his eyes in the backfield, get some play action going, and some double moves, um, he can be had, especially with Terry um, once he's covering Terry. Really excited to see that round two of that matchup. Have to get Terry the ball. Um, again, whether it's on screen plays, crossers, um, play action, you know, deep, deep, uh, deep routes down the field. Um, hell, even with jet sweeps, you know, Terry could do that as well. So um, he needs to get the ball. He's one of their best offensive players. He is their best offensive player. Need to get him the ball. I wouldn't involve Cam Sims more. He had that great play against Diggs a few weeks ago. Big target. Um, he's a guy that really just needs to get the ball. Get some more reps. He doesn't get as many reps as he did last year. He had some big good games last year, and I think he can build on that um, this year. He's the same player. Um, really just like his size out there, especially with a guy like Taylor. can be a little inaccurate from time to time. Want to see some more downfield shots at the play action to Terry. Uh, see De'Ami Brown. He's got the speed to get down there. De'Andre Carter. Um, O-line needs to be stout, um, though, for that to make to make that happen. I hope Cosme um, 
We'll have a good game. He had a good game last week. He's going to build on that again, coming back second week back from injury. Um, and obviously, hopefully, Sheriff can get cleared in time from COVID. That will be a huge, huge benefit for them because um, Charles did well enough last week, but it's going to be obviously much better if a Sheriff's out there in a, you know, really a winner-go-home situation for them. And they're going to be in for a pretty good matchup for the most part. Um, this is a little bit of contingent on injuries and guys getting back from COVID, but let's just say for the sake of this prediction, they will. I think Washington is going to do whatever they can to get this win because they need it. You know, Ron, you know, said yesterday that they'd be really disappointed if they make the playoffs. I think the whole that's a whole mindset of this team. They know what's at stake today, this Sunday, and they're going to come out, you know, guns a blazing. And I, I, I think they're going to win this week. I think they're going to keep that season alive. I think they're going to come out with a 24-20 victory to get back to seven and eight. I mean, right there in the thick of things of that seven spot in the playoffs. Moving on to fantasy football, you have. Uh, Ravens quarterback Tyler Huntley, he get a second straight start this week um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Huge, huge game for that uh, division crown. Um, really, the winner of that game has a really you know long way of going in deciding to be that division winner. Um, Mar Jackson missed practice again on Thursday. You know Huntley had um, 36 points last week against the Packers. Obviously, a multi-dimensional threat with his uh, legs. Um, he's had a really, he had a really good week last week. If he plays like that again this week, he could be a guy that garners some trade interest in the offseason for quarterback needy teams. Then you have running back Duke Johnson for the Miami Dolphins. He's at New Orleans on Monday night. He has 22 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns last week. He could be in for another uh, feature role this week. Apparently, they're going to rotate the guys, and that's what you want to hear during fantasy football playoffs. But coming off that performance, you would think that he's going to um, get the lion's share of the carries. Then you have ta- ta- excuse me, Tampa Bay running back Ronald Jones at the Carolina Panthers. Um, he'll be a starter after Fournette's injury. He had a carry for 63 yards last week after Fournette went out. Talented guy, second-round pick from USC just a few weeks, a few years ago. Um, he's going to be featured as the number one running back in that offense going forward. Then you have uh, Bengals running back Sumanjay P. Ryan home against the Affirmation Ravens. Um, he's a guy that is stashing your roster, especially if Joe Mixon is out. He's going to be that lead bell cow running back for them if Mixon is out. But it looks like Mixon is trending to be playing. Then you have wide receiver, Tampa Bay wide receivers in general, Tyler Johnson. At Carolina, he's a guy I really liked at Minnesota a couple years ago. as a fifth-round pick. Um, sure-handed guy. I think Brady will look to him with all those injuries to Godwin and Mike Evans. Um, and then, obviously, Antonio Brown is back, but uh, he's obviously going to be need some help over there on the outside. Johnson had four catches of 41 yards and seven targets last week after everyone out. You also could take a flyer on uh, Brashad Perryman and Scotty Miller, other Tampa Bay receivers that should get more run with the injuries to Chris Godwin's out for the season and Mike Evans, who's questionable for Sunday. Then you have Saints receiver Marquez Callaway. He had season nine, six catches, 112 yards last week. Gets a tough secondary of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but, you know, it's going to be tough with him this week on Monday night going against those new uh, Miami Dolphins with Ian Book at quarterback. Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon are on, excuse me, on the COVID list. So Callaway is a guy I would maybe consider picking up maybe for next week, especially if those guys come back. Um, but Callaway is a, you know, pretty good young receiver that's only going to get better coming out of Tennessee. I'm an undrafted guy who's going to get more reps. And if they get a quarterback in in for them next year, a guy that can actually be a starting quarterback in this league, Callaway can have a pretty big year next year, especially if you're in like a dynasty keeper league. Well, with that, I'll include this Roam Around League episode. Washington team is a win against their arch rivals to keep the season alive. A win, and they're right there for the seventh spot again. And a loss, and we're talking about the draft. I hope some of those fantasy tips help you in the, your playoffs. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode looking back at the Cowboys game, along with a preview of the Washington Team Eagles game, round two. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman. See you, see you next time. Happy holidays.